There we are back for another show for week two of the college football DFS season. Hope everybody had a good weekend last weekend. We had kind of a crazy, uh, crazy deal to kick off the year. We had the Thursday slate. There was a few games on Friday. Saturday was bananas. Sunday we had showdown. Monday we had showdown. So we're a little bit back onto a regular track here. Talk through the Saturday early morning or midday slate on DraftKings. Uh, just a little quick recap. Hopefully, again, everybody had a good week. Uh, not sure if anybody uh, was stacking App State and North Carolina. Chances are, if you did, you had a pretty good day. Um, I, you also hopefully took some advice uh, from me and played some Houston. Uh, they started out a little bit slow, but that guy, the game ended up popping off quite a bit. And uh, unless, you know, unfortunately, you had the value guys on UTSA, um, not sure if you necessarily took down a tournament, but those were the two games that really just absolutely went bonkers. You also had DTR, who was on my players list. He had an amazing game. Um, I picked the wrong UCLA receiver. Um, I went with Bobo. That guy absolutely laid an egg, gave me, I think, five points. Um, let's see. Brooks for BYU had a good day. Who else? I'm just kind of rolling through here. Zay Flowers had a great day. He was on our player pool. So, yeah, kind of a mixed bag of results. Cashed in about half for half of my lineups. Uh, ended up falling a little bit short of going nuts. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, in college football, we talk about it, especially on these big slates. You know, you got to be perfect in the sense to take down some of these big tourneys. Um, and there's just highly variant plays, right? You know, college football um, tends to get weird in the fourth quarter, third quarter of games. You all of a sudden have somebody go into double, triple overtime, and that game explodes. So, you know, just, uh, again, understand what we're playing here. Understand what we're dealing with. I think it's a little bit less predictable than the NFL, but in my opinion, makes it a little bit more fun as well. So we are here back at it for, again, week two. So let's jump to it. All right. So we've got another massive slate, 14 gamer. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the games. Uh, I'll touch on the games that I do like and the teams, obviously, that I like. Um, I'll start off with some quarterbacks and receiver stacks that are at the top of my list, my kind of top five for this week. I'll hit on kind of the, a few sneaky stacks that I do want to mention that I will have pieces of. Um, then I'll go through running backs and one-off receivers. So let's do it. Um, starting off, uh, I think up top in terms of quarterback receiver stacks that you got to look to this week, it's got to be Alabama, right? Uh, they're the best team in the country. I don't think anybody really disputes that right now, um, although Georgia uh, may have something to say about it. But in terms of offense, um, Bryce Young and the team did not skip a beat. I know they didn't really have a challenging game last week, but uh, you know, Bryce Young, what did he throw? Five touchdowns, put up 46.8 DraftKings points. So, uh, yeah, they did not miss. Uh, some of their other guys who left for the NFL last year, Again, they hit the ground running. So Alabama, you got to like them. They go into Austin and play Texas. They are a 20-point favorite in Austin. Uh, but what I thought that really caught my eye was this uh, game is a 65 total. So if you think Alabama um, you know, can put up 40, 48 points here, even approach 50 on Texas, you got to think Texas is going to put up 20, 25, you know, 28 points, let's say, um, which makes it a little bit of a sneaky game stack, but I'll get there later. Um, but yes, Alabama has to be considered as a top stack at all times. Bryce Young, 11-2, he's the most expensive quarterback on the slate. 
but there's a good reason for it. Um, Jermaine Burton and Treshawn Holden are probably my two favorite receivers that I would stack with him. Um, when you're looking at it, Burton is 8,100, so he is a tad expensive. Holden is down at 68, so much more manageable. You also have um, Kobe Prentice, who's in there. Um, Bam is a little bit sticky situation as well. They had a few guys not travel or not suit up uh, that were dealing with some lingering injuries. So we don't know how that room's going to change and morph over time here. Uh, be a little bit cautious, but I think, you know, Holden and Burton are two that are locked in towards the top of the depth chart that I think you can feel pretty safe about. Um, so yeah, Alabama up there in my top five stacks to start. I'm moving down here. Uh, Miami, I like a lot this week. They are 25 point favorites. It is a 53 total on this game. Um, they should absolutely dominate Southern Miss. Um, and Tyler Van Dyke, who is one of the top quarterbacks in the country, is only 6,400. So he is a major, major discount um, off of Bryce Young or some of these other guys that we'll kind of get to. But, I mean, he's not even in the top, like, 15 to 20 quarterbacks in terms of pricing goes. So I love that this week. Um, you'll see that kind of turns into a consistent theme for me here on the slate. Um, but, yeah, 25-point favorites, Tyler Van Dyke. Um, what did he put up last week? I think he put up, um, let's see, threw for two touchdowns, 200 yards. I think he should have a much bigger game this week, uh, you know, the game should be a little bit more competitive, I would say, even though they are projected to win big. Uh, but Miami's got to start gearing up here for Texas A&M in a few weeks. So I think they're going to ramp it up. You've got Xavier Restepo and Mill or Will Mallory uh, is the two options that I like with him. Uh, Restepo's in the high sixes in terms of price range. Will Mallory is down low. So if you want to double stack that or go cheap, um, you know, you can fit in a Tyler Van Dyke and Will Mallory stack. Very, very cost effective. Um, which I love going down to the third team I have on my list here for this week, Wake Forest. So Wake, Wake Forest got some huge news this week. Sam Hartman is back. We don't know what the medical reason was, but great news that he's healthy. He is good to go and locked in for this week here. Um, they play Vandy. They should absolutely, uh, not run him out of the building, but they, they should, uh, Take him to the woodshed. Pretty good, in my opinion. Sam Hartman, he's at 8,000. I think that's pretty reasonable, to be totally honest with you. Um, on this slate, it's a 65 total, so I like that a lot in this game. If Vandy can keep pushing the ball a little bit and keep this game close, you're going to see Sam Hartman. Um, hopefully, he's not too rusty, but if he picks up where he left off last year, this could be an absolute smash spot for him. You've got weapons, E.T. Perry and Taylor Morin are my two favorites to pair with him this week going down a little bit uh tennessee six and a half point favorites versus pitt 66 total which i love again um you've got hendon hooker who looked awesome uh in their opening game i'm just pulling it up here what his total points were hold uh let's see 30 points yeah 30 points he's at 7800 so he's a, a tad cheaper than sam hartman um you know, Pittsburgh's got a decent defense, but that 66 total is wild. Um, and it's only a six and a half point game. So both sides of this game are interesting. I don't love the pit side just simply from the fact that I'd have to pay, play Keaton Slovis. And I don't really want to go there. Now, I do think there's a few good bringbacks with Mumfield and Jared Wayne. Um, both are a tad expensive. So, but you could game stack this, no doubt. Hendon Hooker's obviously extremely electric. You've got Cedric Tillman, uh, Jalen Hyatt, 
and Brew McCoy uh, for his weapons. And I think everybody is pretty reasonably priced here. You know, um, 7,300, 6,253. Yeah, I, I, this is a really good stacking spot, in my opinion, because I don't think Pittsburgh shuts him down. And I think this game could get up and go uh, in the right environment. So um, moving on, we have Penn State. They are a 25-point favorite here versus Ohio, 54 total. Um, I was pretty shocked to see Sean Clifford uh, actually have a really good game last week. I thought Penn State would lean on the running game um, a bunch, but no, he threw 282, four touchdowns. He also ran a touchdown in. I mean, if that's the Sean Clifford we're getting in this game, uh, sign me up, 7,300. Um, again, I, I think that was a bit of a surprise. I could see them getting up and throttling down, but it looks like Penn State's trying to prove a point and get some momentum going here before conference play really starts. Um, so, yeah, Sean Clifford, jog him up. Let's go. Mitchell Tensley, Ke'Andre Lambert-Smith, and Parker Washington are his three main targets in the receiving core. Uh, you've also got, let's see, Brenton uh, Strange, but I think Lambert-Smith and Tensley are my two favorites in this one. Uh, they're both in the 5K range, so when you take that into consideration with Clifford at 73, I think we're looking at a, another pretty cheap stack. So, again, guys, you're going to kind of see my theme here. You know, Wake Forest is probably a little expensive, but, again, Tennessee's it there well, but Miami, Penn State, I think those are two pretty dang cheap stacks you can go to if you want to get a ton of uh, Alabama in your lineups or, you know, you could very easily go – you know, Miami, uh, Penn State, Miami, Tennessee, Wake Forest, Tennessee. There's a lot of things you can do with those five stacks and missing, mix and matching them. That still allows you to get running backs uh, that are pretty high up there, which I'll, I'll touch on. Uh, kind of moving down uh, to best of the rest. So the other two stacks that I have interest in uh, that may not be, it may just be a little bit different, I guess. We'll see. Uh, Virginia, four and a half point dog. 58 total going to play Illinois. Illinois has looked all right to start the year. Uh, the one thing that's, you know, kind of stinks about them is they're going to run the ball a lot and try to control that clock. Um, if they can, Virginia's obviously going to get more limited opportunities, but Brennan Armstrong is one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in college football. He's a dual threat guy. He's 6,300 cheap. He's also got some good weapons in Dontavian Wicks uh, Keontae Thompson and Lavelle Davis Jr., who is super cheap down there in the mid 3K range, I believe. Um, so Virginia is a very nice pivot off of some of the big dog, big name uh, teams. And again, I think a lot of people might not go here just thinking that Illinois is going to run the ball, try to smother that thing. But Virginia, you know, again, they've shown that they can put up points and very limited opportunities, and especially Brendan Armstrong can. So I like this spot for Virginia. Um, as I think Illinois is a little overrated here. Uh, and then I'm going back to them. They looked very shaky in the first half of last week's game, but Houston picked it up here there in the second half. Houston is a three-point dog playing Texas Tech. I don't think Texas Tech's ever had a good defense. Um, this is a 63 total. Um, so, you know, I think we could see some fireworks here. Clayton Toon, 6,500. He started slow, like I said, ended up with 34 points uh, in DraftKings. He's got big upside. 
the one thing that's a little bit uh, nerve wracking, I would say, is you've got uh, a lot of receivers in the mix. I think they had eight different guys catch passes last weekend. But Nathaniel Dell is his number one. Um, in my opinion, and how I'm going to attack it is probably not take too many chances on the other guys. I'm just going to skinny stack means one receiver with him and just lock it in and rock and roll. So um, those are kind of my my five favorite Bama, Miami, Wake Forest, Tennessee, Penn State. Also have interest in Virginia, Houston. I'm also going to be just rolling out uh, a few lineups where I'm getting off the beaten path. I think a lot of people are going to avoid Texas in this situation. Probably rightfully so. Um, you know, they're playing the number one defense in the country. Uh, so, yeah, I probably wouldn't go two bananas here. Um, but we have seen there are games every year where Alabama, you know, gives up points, right? And it kind of turns into a little bit of a shootout. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I am going to have a Texas stack and a game stack here because I could see just kind of a weird Austin environment early in the year. Who knows, man? Sark is – they've been looking at this game all offseason. Um, I, I think you could easily roll in U, Quinn Ewers, uh, B. John Robinson, and Xavier Worthy stack out there uh, with Alabama and just get super weird with it and hope that game pops. Because if it does, I think Texas is going to be pretty low-owned. I mean, Quinn Ewers is 5,700. B. John Robinson 73, uh, which you're not going to see him that low again all season. And then Xavier Worthy at 67. So it's very doable. Um, it's just interesting, just something to think about. Um, I will have one full game stack for sure. And then you've got some other guys, you know, uh, you can mix in KJ Jefferson, you can mix in, um, you know, I thought about Adrian Martinez, but then I remembered he can't really throw the ball. So that's a problem for me. He's going to get everything he's going to get through the ground. Um, yeah, man, there's not too much. Of Haynes King is interesting with Texas A&M. I'll touch on that uh, game a little bit here um, when I get to running backs. But um, Haynes King, if you want to go there, not uh, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. As we saw, App State get absolutely smoked uh, you know, as far as giving up yards and points versus North Carolina. Moving on to running backs. Uh, Raheem Sanders, 7,900, Arkansas, pretty good play. I think Arkansas you know, should beat South Carolina. They're at home. He had a good game last week. Um, Deuce Vaughn, he's probably my favorite player in DFS. The dude just produces like every single time he plays football. He's also going to catch a ton of passes. This game should be a little bit more competitive. So got to love the deuce. I touched on Bijan Robinson before. Braylon Allen is at 7K for Wisconsin. I have interest in um, Washington State is not very good, but they're still a real D1 team. We know Wisconsin's never going to throw the ball around the yard, so we should see Braylon Allen uh, have a pretty good game here. He already went for 29 points, uh, 14 carries for 150 and two touchdowns last week. Uh, like, okay, versus Illinois State. So if he's getting that kind of volume uh, versus Illinois State, I uh, have to imagine that's going to tick up a bit. Uh, then I come on to Devon Ashane, A&M, Texas A&M. He's 6,800. Love him this week. Um Again, AM should roll uh, here. Their defense is so good. Um, so I don't see the same kind of shootout against App State. But again, if Appalachian State's defense is that bad, we'll find out. Maybe maybe it was just a one-off game where things just got wild, right? Uh, but if Texas AM can put up, you know, even three quarters of the points North Carolina did, I think it's I'm gonna run it through Devin Shane. And Anaya Smith, the receivers. I'm not really going to play a full game stack here. 
Um, I think Haynes King is just a little expensive for my taste. He's at 8,700. Um, so again, if you want to go there, I don't have a problem with that, but he just eats up a ton of salary, right? So um, that's my reasoning. I will most likely go with a cheaper stack, let's say, like a Miami, Tennessee, uh, Penn State, Wake Forest, something like that. And then I will try to jam Anaya Smith and, and um, Devon Deshane into my lineups with those stacks. So that's how I'm going to approach this. Chase Brown also at 6,400. It's a good play for Illinois. He's just getting a ton of volume and producing. Uh, the Miami running back situation is kind of interesting this week. Um, stay tuned if we get more information there. I think there's a, a path for both of these guys to eat on Saturday, but Henry Parrish lit it up uh, last week. He's 6,300. But Jalen Knighton is the starting running back for this team. He was held out of last game due to like a soft t- tissue injury. Reports are he's probable and could play. He's 5,300. So it's a little bit unclear if Miami's going to kind of split carries here or if it's going to go right back to Knighton and let him rock and roll. It's a little bit interesting. So I don't know, man. I, I think I like the passing game a little bit more. But if you want to play one of these guys, um, I would not uh, hate that at all. Miami wants to run the ball. Um, they have, the, obviously, the quarterback in the passing game. But a huge part of their offense is going to be on the ground. So both of these guys potentially are in play. A um, little bit sneaky. I think he's in a good bounce back spot. He didn't do anything last week, but Ohio State's defense is solid. Chris Tyree at 5,800 for Notre Dame. Notre Dame should, should absolutely blast these guys. I do not love their quarterback whatsoever, but um, against Marshall, like he should have a better game, I would assume. Um, but that leads me to Chris Tyree on the ground. I think he should have a pretty big game here. Um, I'm looking at the carries. Yeah, I mean, he he split it with the other guy that's there, Audric Esting. Um, I, I think this is still Chris Tyree's job. You know, uh, be a little bit cautious. That's why he's down here towards the bottom of my rankings, but I think Chris Tyree kind of breaks out a little bit here. That's just my gut feel. Um, and then the last play that I'm going to kind of hit to, the only guy I'm going to touch from this game, uh, if you did not watch Iowa play last week, they won 7-3 to three without scoring a touchdown. So not exactly an offensive power, uh, but Gavin Williams, he is coming back. This is another one that I need to dig into a little bit here as the week progresses. Um, he is probable after missing week one, and I believe he's going to be the starting running back in this game. So just kind of an interesting play. I wonder if because they have two guys there um, that drives down low, uh, some ownership on him, but you know, 4,900, I think you could do worse. And then last but not least, touching on some one-off receivers that I like Anaya Smith, like I said, 7,200 for AM. love him this week. Um, if you can get him again and Devin Ashani in a game stack uh, from some other game, those two guys are going to eat up most of the points and do most of the damage for AM. So that's why I don't think I need Hayes King, but you can go there. Jadon uh, Hasselwood, 6,500 for Arkansas. Jared Wayne, 6,200 for Pitt. Uh, we talked about that Tennessee game. That could be a really good sneaky bring back with Jared Wayne. Um, Loic uh, Finoji, I can't even say that name. And Gerond Bradley, 5,000 and 6,000 for Texas Tech. We talked about liking Houston quite a bit. So those are your bring back options there. Malik Knowles for Kansas State. Look, 
I mentioned it. Adrian Martinez can't really throw the football, but Malik Knowles is pretty good. 5,600 in a game that should be a little bit more competitive. They should have to throw a little bit. Eh, I'll take some shots. Will Shepard for Vandy. That's going to be kind of the guy that I bring it back with on my Wake Forest stacks. Trey Knox for Arkansas is one of the best plays on the, on the slate, I think. 4,100. Um, had a good game last week. He's, I believe, the number one receiver in Arkansas. Uh, well, one, one B with Hasselwood there, but 4,100 is a crime. And then Michael Mayer for 3,900 for Notre Dame. We talked about it. Notre Dame should smoke these guys, blow them out of the water at 3,900 for probably the most reliable tight end, or one of them, I should say that. Brock Bauer is the best tight end. One of the best tight ends in the country and reliable for Notre Dame. Uh, I don't mind that play whatsoever. So that kind of does it. Week two, college football breakdown, DraftKings, early slash midday slate. Um, like I say, every show, follow me on social media, be locked in leading up to kickoff. If there's any news, uh, anything like that, I'm at Vinny Levine 29 and yeah, drop, uh, some comments, give us a thumbs up, a subscription. If you like what we, what you hear later, we should be having a bunch of NFL content coming out as well, breaking down the full slate. Uh, we'll have showdown content talking about that Bill's Rams game on Thursday and yeah, that's pretty much it. So. Until next time, 